So in the last section, uh, both Sash and I decided that we were going to look closely at paddy planting. Now paddy is one of the main crops grown in uh, both the Tamil-speaking part of Sri Lanka and in Tamil Nadu. Um, it's the standard uh, staple diet of the people here and the farming communities and rice is exported across the world. And there is also a connection to the paddy planting that Sash will explain further down in the podcast. But it also raised a very important memory for me because the last project that um, Manasamitra did was inspired by paddy planting. So passing across uh, some uh, village women planting paddy in the fields, I was inspired to create the Lullaby Sony Cradle project. Uh, and along with Duncan Chapman, we have toured quite a number of countries in the world now uh, with the project. And that again is about human voices and capturing the um, memories of childhood songs, of lullabies and uh, of emotions. So this project hopefully will do pretty much the same. And uh, if you listen further down uh, in the podcast, we have discussed what uh, paddy planting means and Sasha has written a beautiful poetry to complement this a planting song bending together in a long straight line the women are planting the paddy crop tiny bundles holding an infinity of promise Lord Indran bring forth a blessed harvest This is Rukmini. She is a grandmother without any grandchildren, a mother without a son. This is Tangama. She is a wife without a husband, a widow with no body to cremate. This is Rupa. She is a sister without a brother, a daughter bereft of parents. This is Nirmala. She is a child without any playthings, a girl whose tears fall in silence. Bending together in a long straight line, the women are planting the paddy crop, tiny bundles holding an infinity of promise. Lord Indran, bring forth a blessed harvest. This is Niranjani. She is a fighter without any weapons. A leopard without any claws. This is Robini. She is a teacher without any school buildings. An educator with no one to instruct. This is Nyanodhani. She is a musician without any music. A singer without any song. This is Raja Lakshmi. She is a dancer without any movement a storyteller bearing an untellable tale. Bending together in a long straight line, the women are planting the paddy crop, tiny bundles holding an infinity of promise. Lord Indran, bring forth a blessed harvest. Hi, Sash. So, for... Our third 
third sort of uh, segment of our residency we uh, we looked at uh, paddy planting which is which is of course a huge task in the um, in the uh, rice belt which is from both south india and from tamil nadu and how it works um, in certain seasons and we had a whole discussion on that i mean i i know i remember mentioning uh, that the lullaby project that i did was inspired from the women planting uh, paddy in in the fields in rural south india so do you want to uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what the inspiration for the poem was um yeah sure um well i did a lot of reading around paddy planting songs as well um and i think earlier i think maybe with the second um song that we worked on we were very interested in names um we had a conversation i can't remember exactly what the conversation was about but the the point about names came up and and you were really into names so i thought well i'd write this poem with names um so the names became a, a bit of a feature um this poem is purely about the situation in sri lanka i haven't really looked anywhere else for inspiration for this um one of the features of 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 society at the moment following the end of the war um in which about 40 to 70000 people were slaughtered um is that there are so many households that are now dependent on a single woman whether she's young or old it doesn't matter um many of the young people have been killed many of the men have been killed so you have grandmothers or young girls who are having to look after small children or um look after themselves when they're old and infirm and that was the main inspiration for this poem is thinking about these women who have lost um this their status within society um they've lost it due to the war and now they have to find new occupations and new ways of surviving uh which is planting paddy altogether but even though they are a uniform line doing uniform work in a rhythmic way all the same each one is different each one has got a story and each one has skills that aren't being used anymore
that fascinated me because my experience of seeing lush paddy fields uh, while driving through Tamil Nadu and, you know, for example, uh, visiting uh, rural temple towns uh, that, uh, that I do almost every year. I mean, that experience of watching the paddy sway and listening to the sounds and watching the women plant. Uh, and although I'm always aware of the gross inequalities in, in lives, you know, uh, even then, because the, the planting is seasonal and, you know, what happens when the planting is over is their work. So there's this huge migration from uh, the farming areas and the agrarian part of South India into the cities. And that, that has always concerned me because of various reasons. And one of the reasons that it has concerned me is because uh, of the lack of enough drinking water for the people who actually migrate. So um, when I watch paddy fields, I see, uh, I see almost clouds of uh, uh, clouds and rumbles of trouble in a way, although it looks serene and beautiful and it's perfect. I, I don't see that continuing as it is for you know a long time to come. But when you actually uh, spoke about um, what the situation is in Sri Lanka post uh, post all the troubles that have been in the past uh, couple of decades, I actually realized that sometimes um, you know Mother Earth sort of almost supports and nurtures more than just um, you know lives in a way she she supports people uh, through mindful activity as well can you imagine the lives of these women uh, if they didn't have something like this to uh, actually keep them going if there were no agrarian uh, occupations for them to keep going that that would become doubly difficult because I don't think we are in a position where we can do away with it. And in, in many ways, they don't know uh, any different. So I don't know how you feel about it. But my thought is that uh, there is something about the connection between working on, on the paddy that feeds the world, actually. We, we, we here in the UK eat rice. But we have to spare a thought for where it comes from and is it a sustainable practice and how is it going to all continue in maybe a couple of decades from now? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, that's the interesting thing. And I think that's the interesting um, amalgamation of this residency between the two of us because we, we've got totally different outlooks. Um, so mine is very war-based where growing the crop is needed for survival if you don't have the crop growing you don't have food and all during the years of the war when um, during curfews and things the paddy couldn't be planted so and there was such a lack of food and hunger um so that's that drives me um but from a position of safety so somebody who hasn't gone through warfare you've got the luxury to be able to look outwards and look worldwide and and see things in a cyclical way look at natural cycles um 
and I think that's been, good, yeah it's been really good with the meeting that we've had over this residency of these just two different we're meant to be the same when both Tamil we come from very similar there's only a very small bit of water that separates your country from my country yeah but our experiences and our worldviews are so totally different all absolutely because, yeah all because there was a war in one country and there wasn't in another no, I, yeah no, i completely get that and uh, i honestly would not have thought about what you said till you said it till you till you actually spoke about a whole generation being lost and the women having to look after generation 3 and mm. themselves that thought never occurred to me it's it's probably a little relevant for the farming generation in rural south india as well because many of the younger people are migrating but like you say that's a different experience to losing somebody in a war situation so it's two completely different things they may have the same outcome but it's two completely different things and that's that's been totally interesting for me as well to read the poem uh, and on the background of what our discussions have been about so uh, it has been an eye opener and it has given me a new respect for uh, everything that is coming from uh, i mean given me a new respect for the voice of uh, people engaging in uh, occupations like farming fishing all that kind of thing i mean you know you you don't think much beyond a certain point and really perhaps a closer look would be good yeah i think i think we are embodying a position of privilege um that that's very pertinent at the moment in this country in in the politics and the society of this country but really it's the same everywhere really i mean society is based on privilege and um the caste system is a system of privilege um in india and whether you are tamil or whether you're sinhalese is a, again a privilege in sri lanka so um we're safe here well i'm i'm safe here in britain so i have a certain privilege that i can write about things that if i was living in sri lanka i won't be allowed to write about things because i'd be locked up in a jail so i think it's a case of using being aware of your privilege and then using that to speak for those who just do not have the same access to freedoms that you have really i agree uh, and yes i've i've sort of seen some of the tweets that you made recently about um writers in sri lanka poets in sri lanka and you know it it does it does mean something about using our privilege i mean what is privilege you, when you start to actually analyze what is privilege and whether you consider yourself privileged and uh, the class and the caste divide and all that there is a lot of food for thought not things that you could um you could sort of uh, solve but things that you could be conscious of so that you know you make those little dents as you go along and that will be sort of contribution towards solving it sometime in the distant future one hopes yes but i do see i do see a positive um, a positive next generation because 
you know, uh, although we talk about caste and class and that kind of thing, I think the younger generations, um, when I speak to them, um, it is not such a big thing for them, especially caste. And well, at least the the younger people that I speak to don't don't seem to think so. I hope that's true of uh, the general trend. But there is hope. I mean, we have to we have to think that there will be hope, because without hope, uh, you know. Things like what we have just done, the beautiful things like what we've just done, I think can't exist really. And you are right, we have to use it for the, we have to use that privilege for the so. better. Now that we're talking about caste, that's something we haven't mentioned. And um, all of these occupations are caste-based, which is something we haven't mentioned. So yeah. fishermen live in their fishing villages and they are one caste. And um, the women planting paddy are the paddy planting caste. Um, domestic labour, um, I mean, India has a, and Sri Lanka have a huge domestic labour market. And that's obviously certain castes as well. So all of these, you won't have somebody from a higher caste being a fisherman. There isn't that crossover. And yeah, we haven't really talked about caste, but I think if we lived in the East, we wouldn't be able to get away from caste. That's right. I mean, uh, I am not an expert on any of these things, but a very, very long time ago, a lot of the divisions uh, were set out based on the occupations that people did. So if you're a businessman, you were a Vaishya, if you were a warrior, you were a Kshatriya. If you were intellectual and teacher, you were you were a Brahmin, and if you did any of the miscellaneous work, you were a Shudra. So those those were the four castes in the main. Of course, used, abused, and misused uh, over the latter periods for various reasons, um, and to, it's that's going on to date. But you're right; we didn't we didn't actually discuss the caste system, but each one of these professions. Uh, will act. but and the other thing that we didn't talk about and I don't think we can in one podcast talk about it is about caste and religion because uh, there are Hindu uh, fishermen in one caste there are uh, Christian fishermen in another caste and Muslim fishermen in the third so there is also that uh, in the mix so there's caste and there's religion and there is uh, rich and there is privilege and poor. There are some really rich um, uh, fishing industry magnets all dotted across the coasts in both Sri Lanka and in India. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, you know, not things that everybody would be aware of, but uh, things that to ponder up, ponder about. I mean, we we've, we've we've sort of taken a light-hearted approach to things, but. Not so much in the uh, in the song and poetry, uh, Sash, because you brought out some really uh, poignant and painful memories in in, in 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 them as well. But yeah, we have probably just made a dent, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny, tiny dent. Yes, yes. It's. Um, <laughs> I think it's more. Um, what I found really interesting that's come out of this this residency is that you can't lump all Tamils together. You can't lump 
uh, we can't homogenize us all because we we're all different and there's we share the same culture we share the same history in many ways ancient history um, we share the same epics and the same classical texts which we've drawn on for this res for this residency both um, written texts and musical texts that we've drawn on and that comes from a very shared past a very real shared past between our two um, societies but the way things have changed recently has seen us just move further and further apart yeah well in this country i don't think um the distinctions um between somebody who speaks tamil from sri lanka and somebody who speaks tamil from south india are as as apart as somewhere else and i think the only reason is that because we are a small group so we tend to come together to celebrate uh, commonalities uh, you know like maybe our uh, classical music or dance traditions and things like that we come together with your right um, you know uh, quite easily in the world context um, because of the difference of experience uh, we we probably come from two different places completely but that's been interesting for me as well learning learning about because in in the main you know about each other right you, so, so you sort of have this global picture but actually the little picture is what makes it um quite deep and intense so yeah thank you for sharing uh, mm -hmm. uh so many things that were probably not easy to share it was fine it was um i've these are these aren't my particular memories or anything like that so it was um, i've just created um stuff from from the from the situation as much as anything sure sure so, um but no it, it's been very very it's been so enjoyable doing this it's been fun and i'm obviously wanting to explore this further so it's almost watch the space every time i finish the podcast i'm thinking watch the space this <laughs> this feels like a beginning of something much bigger fingers crossed sash <laughs> okay very poignant residency actually so, sash and myself we have explored some really serious topics and like i mentioned in the very beginning although we both share uh, the same language we we both speak tamil uh, however our experience and our of our heritage and culture is very totally different and we have tried to 
um, complement each other's experiences in this residency as far as possible. I've come at it from a very childhood memory point of view and Sasha's come at it from um, the desolate cries of war. So I have learned a lot and I'm sh- uh, sure Sasha's as well and we've totally enjoyed this residency. But watch out for the live stream. We are going to be coming on air um, either through YouTube uh, or one of the other social media channels. We are going to come live and we are going to talk about what this residency has meant, where the learnings from this residency are going to go and what we are going to do further. And also sing and recite uh, for all our listeners a little bit more. So hope you've enjoyed these uh, podcasts and experiences and uh, we look forward to inviting you all to the live stream as well. Thank you.